This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, if you're just waking up, you either went to bed last night having watched Monday Night Football, or if you didn't watch Monday Night Football, you, you may know by now. But just to get you up to speed, uh, the game was suspended last night, postponed in the middle of the first quarter after <clears throat> Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, collapsed on the field after making a tackle on T. Higgins. He suffered cardiac arrest. He stood up after the tackle and then collapsed, after which medical personnel immediately went onto the field and administered nine minutes of CPR. They used the AED paddles on him as well. Restored his heartbeat. He was taken to a medical facility, and about an hour after he collapsed, <clears throat> the game was definitely suspended. It remains to be seen how the league is going to handle this. We'll talk about that as we roll on this morning. But here, here are the statements from the, the, um, the, the relevant parties involved. The statement from the league was this last night, that tonight's Bills-Bengals game was postponed after Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, collapsed, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell announced, Hamlin received immediate medical attention on the field by team and independent medical staff and local paramedics. He was then transported to a local hospital where he's in critical condition. That update remains, this is me talking now, remains the update as well. He is still in critical condition. He is alive and in critical condition. The league goes on to say that their thoughts are with DeMar and the Bills, and they will provide more information as available. The Bills issued this statement at about 1 in the morning Houston time. DeMar Hamlin suffered a cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field. He was transferred to UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He is currently sedated and listed in critical condition. One more thing before we roll on. If you are looking for someone in DeMar Hamlin's inner circle to follow on this, uh, on Twitter, if you're on Twitter, at Jordan R, J-O-R-D-O-N-R, J-O-R-D-O-N-R, Jordan Rooney, is a friend of DeMar, close friend of DeMar Hamlin's, he's also his marketing rep. He is in touch with the family on a uh, on a frequent basis. And also, uh, one of our listeners, Alan Reed, local uh, local news uh, camera person stud, uh, he's uh, said there's a there's a Bills press conference 
coming relatively soon. I was just looking at a feed of the presser that Alan sent me. So um, there's a bunch of media members sitting in there waiting. So there will be some kind of an update, I would, I would presume, sometime here uh, very shortly. Okay, well, we've got SportsCenter on in the studio, so we'll keep eyes on that. Oh, screw well. SportsCenter. <laughs> We're going through Alan Reed's Twitter feed. Hey, okay? I, um, I will say this, um, and I don't know how much of the ESPN stuff you got to watch, Seth, but I the – they did an incredible job on this. As I'm watching this, like I'm, I'm watching this, like as I'm watching the ESPN folks process, like the most, the most human of incidents here. Like someone may have died on the field. Um, I thought Joe Buck and Troy Aikman did a did an amazing job. I thought I thought this was Booger McFarland's best work that he's done. The players' perspective, the emotion. Adam Schefter and Susie Colber were really good. Um, they obviously cut away from the game. Early because there was no game after the the uh, after the game was suspended, so they had to go to Sports Center uh, early with Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Clark. They went a full hour commercial free. This is I, I understand this is totally secondary to Demar Hamlin. I'm just giving you my observation as a as a broadcaster who's obviously not in the same stratosphere as those people. Just more as a viewer last night. Kudos to them, man. They took a difficult situation. They did a great job of keeping people updated. And I think getting a player's perspective more than anything, they really let Ryan Clark and Booger McFarland kind of carry things. And that's when I came in today, Seth, I was more interested in your opinion than anything else because watching these players on the field, like, I don't know how you, I don't know. My big, one of my big takeaways was I, I still find it amazing that when a player leaves the field with some sort of spinal injury, and yeah, strapped yeah. to a gurney, right. that you're able to go back to playing football. And I think last night, in a weird way, accentuated that even more for me last night about athletes' abilities to compartmentalize. It's well, fascinating to me. Yeah, and I, and I think that's um, – I guess that's one of the differences last night, too, compared to the, the spinal injuries, is that there's almost um, – you know, the, the expectations of what can happen in a situation – allow people to either callous or inure themselves to certain things and seeing the CPR and the defibrillation being administered right there is not part of the deal that you expect and and I think that that's and it it's um I think we've seen positive outcomes in spinal injuries it's that aren't as traumatic as they were as 30 or 40 years ago mm-hmm. so in your mind in your mind, I think that a lot of people just always assume, that, okay, well, it'll it'll work out, and you you say whatever you got to say to go back to it, um, and and play. But yeah, that was uh, obviously a very very different situation. And then it's like as far as um, you know, and we'll get we'll get the update soon. As far as for anybody that hasn't heard the update, uh, Demar Hamlin is in stable or uh, is in uh, critical care, but he's in stable condition yeah. and has a heartbeat and all of that. But like the reason that they were doing CPR for so long before he got in the ambulance is he got to stabilize. It's best to stabilize the person before you transport him. That's by far the safest thing. Yeah. Um, which I think my first like lay person response was like, Whoa man, it's gotta be the worst case scenario if they're not even taking him to the hospital. But it's, that is as I, as I understand it, that's the standard operating procedure. They were also waiting for his mom, who was at the stadium. The, the, well, the, yeah, which is a good sign. Yeah, yeah, that's, right, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah, because like, that, that was the reaction. In the moment, look, I'm on Twitter watching everybody react, which is, it has its ups and its downs. I understand that. Um, but the reaction on, on Twitter was, why are they waiting? Why, they're waiting for his mom. you got to get this guy to a hospital. And as you pointed out, Seth, there's two things with that. One, that they were waiting for his mom appeared to be a sign that they were getting things 
somewhat stabilized, at least that a heartbeat was restored. And two, yeah, that you it's it's t- you can't you got to have somebody stabilized before you can get an ambulance on the road and start hitting traffic, hitting potholes, yeah. things like that on your way to the the medical facility. So, um, look, it, it, in the end. You know, we don't know how this we don't know how this story is going to play out. It seems to be trending. Medical people who are at least are looking at this from thirty thousand feet, like we are, seem to think that this is trending in a better direction than we thought. Maybe when he was being administered CPR on the field last night. Yeah. But as you pointed out earlier, again, ironically, because it's football that in all likelihood caused the cardiac arrest, the hit on T. Higgins to the exact right part of the chest at the, the wrong part of the chest at the wrong exact moment. Um, may have caused this, but if it's going to happen, that it happened in a in a in a football stadium where there is an overabundance, a plethora of medical people, medical equipment, and access, easy access out of the facility to a medical center. Um, is it, it's, it's why it's that way at a football game because things like yeah, this happen. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the condition that happens sometimes where somebody gets hit in the chest and. Uh, basically, at the at the right, the wrong part the wrong, of the of the uh, heartbeat, um, it can send your shock. Uh, it's a, it can everything can go screwy. Basically, um, it's I don't want to say it's it's I don't want to say that it's not uncommon, but it does happen and it has happened before with positive outcomes. Happened to a, a soccer player a few years back. And he ended up being okay and returning to to play. So there's there's experience with this. We have uh we have one listener who's uh, furious with me that I haven't mentioned myocarditis, which I and um, asking which goons have paid me to not talk about myocarditis. I'll gladly talk about myocarditis. Uh, like it's there's uh there's a increased and yet still very small chance after getting a vaccine that you get myocarditis, which is an inflammation of the heart. I don't know obviously whether that had anything to play in this right now. Um, it's one of those uh, hazards when you're talking about a very rare event uh, and very small percentages of other things, then uh, then sure, maybe it played a part, but I don't know. It, we'll, we'll find out exactly uh, what happened. The text page seems they, to know. Uh, you yes, should really I know, get up to I know, speed, I know, Seth. I know. <laughs> Who's paid you to not talk about myocarditis? Yeah. I'll talk about... I would talk about myocarditis uh, ad nauseum, but I feel like you've got websites and uh, news channels you can go to for that. Dude. So, yeah, sure. Is there a chance he had myocarditis and that exacerbated the situation? Certainly. Um, we just don't know. So, well, it's uh, – but it's – and like just like with myocarditis or this condition or whatever have you, it's happened before and it's a rare event. So, were the chances increased? I have zero clue. Yeah. Um, but it's <laughs> – but it is, uh, it's just, it's an unfortunate event. Obviously. First thing I typed in the rundown. I have no idea what the right answer for any of this stuff is. I just know that when we get in tomorrow, this whole thing will be politicized. Yes, yes. <laughs> and exactly, here we are. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, one of our medical people says nine minutes of CPR is a great time for getting a heartbeat back. 30 minutes is usually the limit of wow. futility, especially when they got them as quickly as possible. Okay. The big question now is if, you know, how long his brain was without oxygen. I like the way I read that at first. He said nine minutes of CPR is a great time for getting a heartbeat back. I was like, sure. Sounds good to me. Like, if I were the person, how's nine minutes sound, Seth? Better than 11, yeah, please. No. Right, right. But, uh, but the, so that is a good, it's a good sign if they got it back within nine minutes. Okay, good. Appreciate yeah. the, appreciate the text. Thank you. 713-572-4610, by the way. That's the trailer wheel and frame text page. One of those in for the new year. Um, to, uh, to, to football news on the field. Well, 
in the draft room, I guess we'll call it here. And we'll, we'll circle back to DeMar Hamlin throughout the morning. Um, Bryce Young, Will Anderson, Jamar Gibbs. I think two of them inarguably two of the three best players in Alabama, and depending on how you feel about Jamar Gibbs, maybe the three best players from Alabama. They all announced, to nobody's shock, that they are going pro yesterday, Seth. So the Bryce Young saga to the Texans kind of begins a little bit, although this Sunday is a very, very, very big bump in the road if you're somebody who wants to get the number one overall pick. Sam Ellinger is what stands in the way right now. Uh, If you're a Texan fan looking to get the number one pick, you're going to be rooting for Sam Ellinger on Sunday against the Houston Texans. That's who's going to be definitely Sam Ellinger. Yeah, yeah. No, Nick Foles is out for the game on Sunday, and I don't think Matt Ryan is going to be brought out of mothballs. So it looks like I got to prepare for this damn Colts game. What the hell? In a way, what's today? It's Tuesday, right? Yeah, Sean, it's 2023. Yeah, Uh, one of my resolutions this year was to uh, not prepare for this Colts. Stop watching the Colts. I was going to wait until Football Friday. Uh, Usually what will happen is at 3 a.m. The last few weeks of Texans prep has been me waking up at 3 a.m. on a Friday and be like, who are they playing again this week? Right. All right, let me get get down to business here. Just to be clear, this segment will not be about the brass tacks of Colts versus Texans matchups. I'm just mentioning who the opponent is. I would love. Nothing would make me happier. As I've hemmed and hawed about whether or not I should root openly for the Texans to lose, nothing would make me happier than Sam Ellinger proving all the doubters wrong on Sunday and showing showing what this Texas kid can do. Yeah. Okay? They said they said you were too small. They said you were too slow. They said you were ugly and stupid and fat. Nobody said most of those other three. Right, right, right. So uh, but but you you overcame my friend. One of the two teams from your home state didn't even draft you and you get a chance to That's right. shove it up their butt on That's Sunday. right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. One of those teams what round did he get drafted? Sixth. One of those teams for five rounds said no thank you. The team that ultimately drafted you did as well. But but pay no attention to that. That's the best. They also said no for five rounds. That's the but they best. took you. They took a chance That's on a scrappy kid from a from a school barely anybody had ever heard about if they didn't have the Texas Longhorns Network on their cable channel selection. And they said, yes, we believe in you, kind of. First, we're going to give Nick Foles a chance. But ultimately, we believe in you. That's my favorite. When a dude who gets drafted in, like, the fifth round – has like the number 31 because it reminds him of the 31 other teams that passed on him. I'm like, no, your t- your employer passed on you too multiple the, times. No, the, last, the best person to do it was it a quarterback that got drafted in the first round, but that team had two picks. So they had I drafted forget. a they had drafted some that team had drafted somebody else first, and then that guy said, oh "I'm gonna just show all those teams that passed on me." <laughs> like <laughs> your employer, they, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Lovey Smith was actually asked yesterday in his press conference. <clears throat> about getting the number one overall pick. Here's what Lovey Smith had to say. Uh, where we are right now, you said number one number one overall pick can help. Is that what you said? Yeah, you said, right? Yeah. How about the number two overall? Could that help? Yeah. Number three, there's a lot of picks that can help. That's how I look at that, and, I let, and that's how we look at it. We know the picks that we have coming in. We're going to add a lot of good football players. And as you look at history a little bit, too, on whether you get the first or the second pick, third you never really know how they all are going to turn out but i think eventually it helps your ball club when you can get some of those top guys and i think if you're picking early you're going to get some top players i think it's safe to say we're going to get uh, some impact players that will help us we understand what position we're in right now but you know 
All right, that 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 is a, that's actually a solid take by him at the end. That you don't know, like the number two versus the number one. You don't know. You've pointed well, this out many yeah. times. Yeah, like it's, jo- yeah, it's, it's crapshoot. It's Baker Mayfield and Sam Donald go before Josh Allen, right? Or right. Uh, the old, old old Mitch there goes before Trubisky Pat Mahomes and Deshaun. Yeah. yeah um, but then also sometimes Peyton Manning goes before Ryan Lee. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes yeah. that does happen. It does and happen. You can't ignore that. This is this is where I think when it comes to G- being a GM or a head coach, this is the situation in the NFL that feels most like a lot of high school coaches do when the best player on their team is a fringe academic player. <laughs> and they got to – look, we're going to establish a culture here. Actually, the academic part's easier because there's usually the coach can't make the decision there. But if there's team rules and discipline yeah. and your star player maybe breaks curfew the night before the championship game, that's that's the question is like, okay – all right, but it's really important to establish a culture, but we haven't won a state championship at this school in 47 <laughs> years. And old Jim Bob, old Jim Bob decided he had to have a taste at 11 hey. p.m. last night. Oh boy, what are we gonna do? You know what else we determined would be good for the culture? A state championship. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, I decided that more kids would benefit by having a positive hey. feeling about their school. Hey. Than- <laughs> There's a million ways to get to a good culture. We just chose this one, okay? I did that once. I gave some bad advice to a, a friend of mine who was a high school coach. <laughs> uh, kids were caught drinking on the bus, and um, and I, <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Well, I can't wait to hear you. this." I think all. T- Ultimately, by my strict reading of your school conduct manual, you don't necessarily have to report these kids as long as you handle it appropriately. And uh, it didn't work out for him. <laughs> what well. happened? Did he take your advice? Yeah. Stupid, really. Was there backlash? Uh, I blame him. Uh, afterwards, I told him it was a test. I was like, oh, exactly. That was just a test uh, to see if you would do the right thing. You failed. You failed. <laughs> like Willy Wonka, the everlasting gobstopper. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it was one of those deals where it was, I think he caught the, uh, like, uh, basically he confiscated it before somebody told on this girl because this girl had said that she was going to, she was going to bring some booze on the bus. So he found out about it and he kind of confiscated it before anybody drank it or anything and um somehow i don't know it was uh it was like right in the the brink of a, a playoff run and i oh, th- there was some way that it somehow made sense that he just handled it in-house in, <laughs> in my mind yeah and then afterwards upon reflection and after seeing him lose his job i thought you know i think in the future i might handle that differently i might give different advice right yeah. right um a couple of uh texts here to the, the uh, trailer wheel and frame text page um, Chicago is not taking a QB, so it doesn't matter. That's from five seven one seven. Uh, they're allowed to trade that pick. Yeah. <laughs> do we really have to do? Are we going to have to do this through April? Like yeah. you, you're allowed to trade picks. That yeah. if Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are what pro scouts or what draft experts think they think they have the potential to be, then not only will the first pick, but also the second pick will yeah. be a very valued pick. And the big questions will because the Texans, for those who don't know, because this is our first show. Since Sunday played out, the Texans are guaranteed one of the top two picks. Yeah, losing Sunday would guarantee them the top one pick. So yeah. they're in a good spot. It's like being away at college and uh, you know neglecting your high school girlfriend because you're thinking like, well, she's not gonna she's not gonna mess around with Jim, her best friend. He's gay. We're like, yeah, but Bob, 
the the next dude, you know, the next door neighbor that comes over at night, he's not so gay, and uh, he's actually pretty horny. So you better watch out. Like yeah. you don't have to worry that just because Jim's not going to draft a quarterback, right? Uh, because he's not into jocks, that Bob <laughs> Bob might very well be covetous of your your chick quarterback girlfriend. Bob yeah. may trade up with Jim. That's all we're yeah. saying. Bob may trade yeah. up with Jim. Jim right. might want to do Bob a solid because you're kind of a d bag, and Jim's telling like. Bob, like, hey, Bob, I appreciate you always being cool to me. Right. I'm gonna tell, right. I'm gonna tell Sally, uh, I'm gonna tell Bryce, Bryce Arena, that you're a stand-up guy, and that she should French. Kiss I just you. cut off Nick's car on the way over here and, and took your yeah. girl. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, you should totally French kiss her and maybe you know, uh, hug her tight. Hug her tight, yes. Yeah, spoon. That's All what right. the adults do, kids. That's right. That's all they do. All right. Um, which the older you get, that's pretty. That's actually pretty true. <laughs> Can we just spoon for a few minutes? I get hot. <laughs> yes. All right. This mattress is oh, hot. God. All right. <laughs> um, we will get back to Demar Hamlin and the story from last night's game. There is a press conference pending here in Buffalo with an update on the Bills' safety, who was taken off the field last night after being administered CPR. He's in critical condition at a Cincinnati medical facility. We'll get to the latest on that. What does the NFL do with this now moving forward? We'll get to that as well. Also, the status of Justin Fields for the Chicago-Minnesota game on Sunday. That matters to the Texans. We'll hear from Matt Eberflus, the Bears coach, next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.